The Old Premeds Podcast, episode 334. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I take your non-traditional questions and answer them here on the podcast. If you have a question you want answered, go over to premedhangout.com and use the hashtag or the topic tag, whatever Facebook calls it these days, OPM Podcast, uh, Old Pre-Meds. Use a combination of a couple hashtags. We'll find your question and answer it here on the podcast, or at least have an opportunity to answer it here on the podcast. Before we jump in, though, I want to talk about the MCAT Minute. As a non-traditional student, your time is valuable, potentially more valuable than traditional students, right? We all have 24 hours in a day, and traditional students oftentimes don't have family, don't have uh, to work a full-time job to put food on the table, a roof over their head. Obviously, there are students doing all of that uh, and doing amazing things as traditional students. As a non-traditional student, there's oftentimes a lot more uh, responsibilities that you have, which means less time for other things. And so using Blueprint MCAT's free online schedule tool that you get for free, for free free, over at blueprintmcat.com is an amazing resource to help you make sure that you are planning your time effectively. Go to blueprintmcat.com. You can use the tool to put in a kind of an estimated date that you want to take the MCAT, how many hours a week you have to, to study, days that you don't have available, and just figure out from that tool what your schedule is going to look like. And we know life happens. It's a simple drag and drop interface that you can use to rearrange things when life gets in the way. Because that's what happens, life. Life gets in the way. Mike Tyson's famous quote, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. You don't want to get punched in the face. Actually, you will get punched in the face. Um, But have a plan. Use Blueprint MCAT study planner tool today. Go to blueprintmcat.com. So let's go ahead and jump into our student's question today. They asked, or they said, just want to say, firstly, thanks for all your podcasts and resources that keep me motivated and help me stay awake on my commute. (laughs) I'm glad I'm not putting you to sleep. There are other podcasts for that, including a great podcast by my friend Drew called Sleep With Me. It's an awesome, awesome podcast if you have insomnia. Uh, They continue here. My question is about trying to decide when to apply to medical school. In the context of life events, right now I am an active duty military member with a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. I want to apply to medical school in six to seven years once my contract is up, although there is some uncertainty about that and I might have the chance earlier. I'm doing a do-it-yourself post-bac, so I need enough time to complete prereqs, which I am only able to do one to two at a time for the most part. If everything goes according to plan, my kids will be around nine and seven when I apply. Would this be a really tough age to go to medical school and still be able to be a present parent for them? Also, if I get in and go through residency, they'll be around 18 and 16 when I finally become an attending. That feels really late, and it's a long time where I won't be contributing as much financially. I'm not sure if this is a good plan or if I should try to move it earlier or later. Also, I have some recent shadowing. Would experiences like that no longer be relevant if I apply in 
uh, six to seven years. So this is a wonderful, amazing, non-traditional student who is very similar to a lot of non-trads out there, right? Having the military kind of handcuffs is a hard thing to battle because when Uncle Sam owns you, Uncle Sam owns you. And Uncle Sam will only let you go for some very specific reasons. So the first question potentially is, do you want to maybe serve in the military as a physician? The military may let you out of your current contract to go to medical school sooner. So that's one potential opportunity that you may have to speed up the process, but you would have to obviously still serve in the military. So let's go to some of these questions, right? Is uh, going to medical school when your kids are nine and seven, is that is that a good age? Well, nine and seven is actually a pretty great age because kids at that point are pretty self-sufficient, right? I have a nine-year-old right now as I'm recording this. I have a five-year-old. The five-year-old still needs a lot of support. Our nine-year-old needs less support. And so a nine and a seven-year-old um, are pretty good ages and they are aware at that age that, hey, Mommy's doing something. Daddy's doing something. They're going to school. They're, they're getting an education. They want to be a doctor. They understand what a doctor is at that age. They understand this profession that you are going into, and they probably will be your biggest supporters going through this process. And yes, it is a super long process. They're nine and seven. You add four years of medical school, three years of residency, at least on top of that. That's seven years, right? Nine plus seven, they're 16 and 14 at that point, maybe a little bit older, depending on all the timing of things and residency that you choose and fellowship and all of that stuff. Life life doesn't just do one, one, two, skip a few and you end up and you have an 18-year-old and you've missed their life, right? Yes, there may be some sacrifice, but you are living your life, they are living their life you are showing them what hard work, what dedication, what following dreams and passions is all about. That's an amazing life lesson that you're giving your kids. And yes, you are going to be busy. And yes, you will not be present all the time. But it's a great opportunity to have those conversations with your kids and say, hey, look, I would love to be your baseball game. I would love to be your softball game. I would love to be your, your school event. Daddy has to work. Daddy has to study. Mommy has to work. Mommy has to do this thing, right? Whatever that may be, you have that conversation. You let them know, I still love you. I wish I could be there, but I can't. That's life, right? And I think we often get into this mindset of black and white of like, I, I am either there 100% of the time or I'm a failure as a parent, right? I get into that mindset uh, a lot as well. And I have a flexible uh, job, right? Running a medical school headquarters and mapped and and being my own boss and, and running a big company and all this stuff, right? I have some flexibility in my schedule and yet there are still things that I can't do because of my schedule. And my kids understand that and I have those conversations with them and that's okay, right? Yes, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it breaks my heart that I can't do something, but it's okay. At the end of the day, you have those conversations. You teach them that people in their life can love them and not be there. Those are good life lessons that you're teaching them. On top of chasing dreams and hard work and studying and all of that good stuff that you're also teaching them. 
So is that a good age? Yes, right? Obviously, you want to get to medical school as soon as you can so you can become a doctor, you can live your dreams, you can you can become an attending and support your family financially and all of that good stuff. I wouldn't put it off longer. I wouldn't wait until there's some magic age where everything is easier because that just doesn't exist. But if you can speed it up, I, I of course, would speed it up. Try, try to get there as fast as you can doing everything possible. Now, there are some potential negatives going on here. If you're not planning to apply to medical school in six to seven years and you're taking prereqs right now, there will be medical schools out there that won't like those older prereqs. And that's just part of the game. There will be medical schools that you will not be able to apply to because your prereqs are too old. You just have to understand that. You have to be okay with that. So start potentially doing some research now, reaching out to schools, going to the MSAR, doing whatever you need to do to start building a school list, to start researching, hey, are are my prereqs going to be okay or are they not? Is this going to limit me? If if I'm going to have a 16-year-old or a 9 and a 7-year-old rather in, in medical school, where do I want to live where my spouse feels supported potentially with in-laws, potentially with their parents, whatever that may be? Look at the schools in that area. Make sure you're not limiting yourself because of how you're currently spacing things out. There will be some medical schools that don't like how you're spacing things out. There's nothing you can do about that, right? But in terms of really strict age cutoffs for prereqs, you just need to be careful about that. But as you go through this process, understand, right? Being a good parent doesn't equal being present 100% of the time. And you have to allow yourself some grace um, and you have to be able to communicate that with your kids, with your spouse, with everyone in your life and say, hey, this week, this month is gonna be really rough. I'm gonna be uh, uh, pretty heads down, right? When you go and study for step one, you're gonna be like, hey, for these next four weeks, I'm not going to be around. I'm gonna FaceTime you at night to say goodnight. I'm gonna FaceTime you in the morning to say good morning because I'm gonna leave for school before you get up. I'm gonna be home after you uh, go to bed. And that's just what it is. And yeah, maybe there's one day a week where like a Saturday or a Sunday where you're home for that day and you just plan your schedule and, and you have a very strict schedule that you stick to. I've seen um, uh, for the most part, parents who are going through this process have a much better efficiency with studying because they are so strict and regimented with their study schedule because they know, hey, Saturday is my day with my kids. I'm putting the books away. And because you are blocking that time off, you understand mentally that the rest of your time, you have to be more efficient and effective with your studying. So sometimes it's a good thing to do that kind of stuff. So hopefully this was helpful. Go for it. Your plan sounds fantastic. There are some potential gotchas in there. So just pay attention to those and hopefully everything falls into place as you want it to do. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Premeds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.